0: Welcome, everyone, to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today.
1: What a powerful word. What a bold word. I love that. You know, uh, that's one thing that when Emily's talking about David, you know, that probably 13 years old, <laughs> a 13-year-old kid that just kind of shows up on the scene, and there's this massive giant, and he, he was so, like, uh, he was so engulfed, enveloped in God that he didn't even see Goliath. Like, he's like, how dare you talk smack against my God, really? You know, he's like, he's like you know, today you're going down. And I love that bold word. That, that word, that's, that's how God speaks. God speaks boldly to us, um, especially in the area that the enemy has trapped us in, in our lives. That's what God does. Um, he's not afraid of anything, right? And then he teaches us, we're not afraid of anything. When there's, a, when there's something going on in our lives, or you see, have a loved one where there's something going on that's destructive in their lives, hey, we, it, we are on the offense, Right? We're not on the defense, we're on the offense. So uh, we're, we're actually, we're in a series called Breaking Chains. Say Breaking Chains. So let me start with this verse today to kind of kind of give you some encouragement to set the stage of this message. It's so Isaiah 43, 18 through 20, I'm just speaking this word over you, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do for I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the field will thank me. The jackals and owls too for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. From wilderness and wasteland to rivers of refreshing and people rejoicing, this is what God does And this is what he wants to do. And God has something new for you today, a new start, a new hope, a newfound freedom, a breaking off of the old thing that held you back and the breaking forth into something new. Like the woman at the well, trapped in her shame, but delivered into freedom, and immediately she goes and preaches the good news to ten cities. Or the man bound by a thousand demons, suddenly freed by the power and love of Jesus, Or Paul, once deceived, now received as a child of God and goes on to write two-thirds of all the books in the New Testament. These stories go on and on and prove the chain-breaking power of God and the results that follow. I wonder what kind of results are in this room today or watching online. I wonder that what's on the other side of your breakthrough, something that you probably can't even fathom or imagine. That's just what God does. But we know there are some things in life that just happen, right? Troubles we fall into, pits we get stuck in, or things we just pick up that simply need to be healed or let go. These things hinder us in life. They even steal our joy and peace. They push us down. They keep us from experiencing true freedom. Because what I've learned after following Jesus for this many years, 26 years or so, 27 years, is I've now learned that life is not to be endured, life is to be enjoyed. As a matter of fact, this is God's motto. He says, hey, go and have an abundant life. Question is, are you enjoying life or just enduring it? See, if we're trudging through life, bogged down, Jesus came to change that. And here's the verse in John 10, 10. We all know this verse, or if you haven't, here it is. The thief comes only, that's that spiritual enemy, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I came that they, you, and I, us, may have life and have it abundantly or more abundantly. That's a powerful term, and that's a powerful and bold statement that Jesus gives us today. Abundantly, or more abundantly, means to have a super abundance of a thing. Think about that, a super abundance of a thing. A life abounding with the fullness of joy and strength and peace and freedom and his love, and the list goes on and on for our spirit, soul, and body. And by the way, this promise in John 10.10 is a promise for now. Jesus desires to give this abundance now in this present life. He wants to fill us now. He wants to free us now in overflow of the goodness of God now. Let me point you in the right direction today to the one who gives this abundant life, our true shepherd, Jesus, because he cares for us. He protects his sheep. He provides for his sheep. He guides his sheep and he loves his sheep. You know, I know what it's like to walk the wrong path, to walk wandering and wondering if it ever gets better. I never want to go back to when I didn't have Jesus. I'll never go back to the inner turmoil and chaos, the lack of peace and discomfort that followed me throughout my life. My worst day with Jesus by my side pales in comparison to my best day without him. That's just true. That's not just a phrase. That's true. And this is where God is leading us throughout this life, this abundant life. This is where he wants us to live. And the question for all of us is, are we living there? Fortunately, I found that many settle for less than or just get by, or maybe they just don't know any better. Let me help with that. Let me help identify some chains of the enemy, and let me show you where God is leading us to. You may have heard the phrase or song, canary in a coal mine. Have You ever heard that, canary in a coal mine? I think it was the police or somebody who, who I, I don't know who, who sang that, but well, what is, what's the story behind that phrase? Back in the day, miners would carry this bird, canary, down into the tunnels with them. If dangerous gases like carbon monoxide were present in the mine, the gases would clearly affect the canary before killing the miners. The birds provided a warning so that they could escape the tunnels immediately. It's not uncommon for humans to ignore or simply be unaware of the warning signs of the enemy. Warning signs or indications. Right here, I want to give you that you might be under a spiritual attack and require immediate need for help. Let me just release a canary in the coal mine of your soul for a moment. Feeling discouraged, defeated, and depressed? Maybe things seem hopeless, overwhelming. You feel overburdened. You feel an overall sense of disappointment. You struggle with a lack of peace and maybe have a consistent feeling of stress. Might even feel like giving up. A loss of spiritual desire, difficult to pray or stay connected with God or other Christians. Physical fatigue or continual dis-ease, feeling drained and lacking energy. No motivation. How about doubting God's goodness? Believing that God is mad at you and punishing you. These are warning signs. Negative, disturbing thought life, consistently worried or anxious with fearful thoughts, thinking that nobody cares about you. You're thinking about going back to your old lifestyle rather than moving forward with God, battling feelings of guilt, condemnation, and shame. Consistently feel like you're, you're not good enough and that you don't do enough. Feelings of rejection, belonging, loneliness. You feel like no one truly understands you and you do not feel like you belong Anywhere confusion, you might think, is Jesus really for me? Is Jesus the only way? Listen, these thoughts are some warning signs or indications of a spiritual attack and some prevalent signs of the chains. See, what we first need to know is spiritual warfare is more common than you might think. We tend to think of demonic oppression as some wild and crazy thought, but actually the reality of spiritual warfare in our lives happens more often than we know. So what does God want to accomplish starting today? Simply to pull you out of any oppression and put you back on the path to his abundant life. That's what he wants to do. I love it. In a moment, we get to do our uh, prayer tunnel. We get to pray over you. And by the way, we've witnessed so many chains broken, miracles happen in this prayer tunnel. It's just simple. It's just us praying, loving on you, praying over you, and, and watching Christ, watching the Jesus do his work. Amen? Let me give you a few things to think about before we pray over you. It comes from the life of King Jehoiakim. Say Jehoiakim. tight. God bless you. Jehoiakim. He was an 18-year-old who ruled as king in Judah, but for only three months and 10 days because he did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He chose a different path and eventually caught up to him and found himself in chains literally and spiritually. Subsequently, Judah was captured by the enemy and Jehoiakim was sent to prison for life. But one day, something miraculous happens to him. Look, Jeremiah 52, 31 through 33. In the 37th year of the exile of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, in the year Awel Marduk became king of Babylon, On the 25th day of the 12th month, that's Christmas in our calendar, he released Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and freed him from prison. He spoke kindly to him and gave him a seat of honor higher than those of the other kings who were with him in Babylon, verse 33. So Jehoiakim put aside his prison clothes and for the rest of his life ate regularly at the king's table. Woo! a powerful picture of who God is what Jesus has accomplished and where he's leading us freedom and by the way what a fitting way to end the book of jeremiah where we so often quote the well-known verse, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. This book ends with Jehoiakim being set free. Yeah. is that awesome? Yeah. Listen, whatever particular prisons, whatever specific trap you've been in, let me just tell you, you've worn those jail clothes way too long. It's time to exchange your clothing of captivity for a new robe of Christ's freedom. And by the way, it really doesn't matter how you got there. What matters is Jesus will get you out of there. So, how does Jesus set you free? How does He set me free? First, He speaks kindly to you, He speaks kindly. To you, amen? Kindly to you. God is not mad at you. He is kind towards you. The Bible says, kind words are like a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the body. And He is speaking tenderly. Jeremiah 52, 32, He spoke kindly to Jehoiakim. And gave him a seat of honor higher than those of the other kings who were with him in Babylon. He spoke kindly. God speaks tenderly. Most often I found out in a still small voice, a gentle whisper. That's how Jesus speaks to his bride, us. By the way, that's a lesson to be learned for those of us who are married. Come on. Speaking kindly to each other. The other day, I was just, I think I was watching a game. And this thought came to me. And I said, Emily, I love you. I love you. And now I'm, 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 I am learning this. Now, I've learned this now because I've done this throughout my life. And she always comes back with, why? <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be quizzed on it. Why? Why? I got scared. I scared. I'm like, I froze up just like I did in all the tests I took in high school. Froze up. Why? I'm like, isn't that enough? I just said, I love you. Because my, my, my love language is acts of service. So I'm, I'm always, I make her coffee, take care of her, I make her food, blah, 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 make sure she's taken care of, right? So that, there's a lot of that happening. But, but words are not my strong suit. So when the words come, listen, I believe it's just an earth-shaking miracle right? I, I believe she would say, Dan, this is amazing. I don't need to know why. This is incredible, right? Because when she asked me why, right, I literally go into this room that says I love you, but there's not much else in there. <laughs> I'm just being honest with the guy. There's not much else in that room, like I'm, I, but, but there is. But, but, but I'm like, it's going to take me a little bit, all right? Let me just hold on a second. So, but this is where Emily helped me. I love this. Because I'm like, I'm, I'm froze. I gave her these kind words. And I'm like, how do I expound on that? I mean, I just want to get back and watch the game. I mean, how, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so then she helps because she's my helper, right? She says, well, what were you thinking about when you said that? <laughs> Genius. Had to go back in that room. I see it. there. There's that empty room that says, I love you. Now, there's some stuff behind there. There's stuff behind there. I just got to think about it, right? So then I can't remember exactly what I said, but um, hopefully that was enough for you to say why I, 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 I love Emily. There's many reasons why I love her. And then I think I got back to watching the game, but, um, but it helped. Listen, let me, why, listen. God has a lot of kind thoughts he's thinking about you and I right now. Matter of fact, he's got an unlimited supply of kind thoughts and words. Psalm 139, I believe, says uh, that that the Lord, he has so many thoughts that the sands of the sea could not even compare to all the thoughts he's, the sands of the seas You take a handful of sand. I mean, if that's not enough thoughts, thank you, Lord. I'll take all those thoughts for the rest of my life. But he says, all the beaches, all the sand in the world could not compare to the good thoughts that God has towards us. Kind thoughts, you guys. You know what? God's so good, when you come to him and say, well, why do you love me, God? Get ready. Get ready. I think that's going to take eternity. I think God's just going to keep rolling them out one by one by one by one by one. Here's what I think about you. Here are the kind words that I want to say to you today. And his kind and tender words are what will reach the broken and hurting. Look at Hosea 2.14. Therefore, I love this. I am now going to allure her. This is us, there's his bride. I will lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. Oh man, if that doesn't speak about the season we've been through, my friends, right? If that doesn't speak about how good God is that, that when there's a wilderness season, a tough season, God will bring you to himself and speak tenderly to us. That's who he is. He speaks kindly to you. And listen, this is how he sets us free. He gives honor to you. He makes you feel important again. He gives you a place and purpose again. You may have gone through some humbling, but now God will honor you. Jeremiah 52, 32. He spoke kindly to him and gave him a seat of honor higher than those of the other kings who were with him in Babylon. What a major turnaround for Jehoiakim. From prison to palace, from living in obscurity to given a royal position of authority, from prison clothes to royal robes. Jehoiakim was comforted, encouraged, and given confidence. Come on. He was honored. And how does God set you free or me free? He honors you. He honors us. He honors you. Woo! And he gives you a new start. Again, please believe with me today that as we pray over you in a moment, that God has something new for you, a new start, a new hope, a newfound freedom, a truth that sets you free, a breaking off the thing that once held you back and the breaking forth into something new. Jeremiah 52, So Jehoiakim put aside his prison clothes and for the rest of his life ate regularly at the king's table. He put the old stuff away. He set, it, he set aside the reminder of his past. Oh my goodness, somebody's got to hear that. He set aside the reminder of his past. His mistakes, his his three-month reign that didn't go well for him. He set that aside. His regrets, his shame, his bitterness. He did what Paul challenged us to do. And he says, Paul said, one thing I do. And I love that Paul said, one thing I do. Forgetting what was behind me and pressing forward to what God has for me prize. Jesus. Goodness. Right? That's what I choose to do. I love that. God today has a new start. I mean, think about it. Has this day ever happened before? Has the next 10 minutes ever happened before? Maybe in God's eyes, because he sees everything, but not in us. We've never, we've, never, we've never experienced what we can experience in the next 15 minutes, by the way. We've never been there. God can actually create and wants to create something brand new in that moment. He doesn't want the same old, same old, you guys. He wants to show up with his kindness. He wants to bring honor to you. Amen? Amen? He wants to give you a new start. And lastly, this is what he wants to say over you today. He gives you what you need for the rest of your life. He gives you what you need, listen, for the rest of your life. What a promise for those who are fearful of the future. What a promise for those who are trapped by an enemy of poverty. God will provide for you all the days of your life, the Bible says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or begging for bread. There's got to be some truth to that. That God will provide all of our needs, come on, according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Jeremiah 52, 33, look at this. This is how Jeremiah ends. This is how the book ends. So Jehoiakim put aside his prison clothes, listen, and for the rest of his life, ate regularly, regularly at the king's table. Mm. I think sometimes what holds us back is we just don't know God. We don't know God. We don't know that he's a good God, right? Maybe because of the way we, we, we grew up, he's a good God. He loves us, speaking tenderly to us, wanting to give us honor, Wanting literally to lay his hands on his kids and say, "Bless you, my son. Bless you, my daughter. Blessings over you today." That's that's the kind of father that we have. But some of us are fearful, and and, and as we finish, I was I was thinking of uh, Paul McCartney from the Beatles, and what he he said, "I was so afraid for so many years to perform in front of people." The Paul McCartney, he thought. He thought every time he went out there, I feel like people are scrutinizing me. They're trying to find something bad about me. He had these thoughts that the people were against him. Think about this. Then he thought one day, wait a minute. They must like me. Why would they spend all this money on a ticket to be here? Now think about this. It was only a thought. Just a thought. Freedom's for everyone. It's just a thought. And my thought is for us today. God must love you. God must love me. Why would he give us his most prized possession, Jesus, for you and me? Why? I wonder as we pray, and, and matter of fact, if we could just begin to form our prayer tunnel here, um, just come on up, and as God speaks to you and leads you, and, and um, yeah, don't come on up. We're gonna we're gonna do our prayer tunnel. Form a couple lines. If you feel like God is leading you to pray, you can always go through the line uh, afterwards. Feel free to we we go through it as many times as you need to. Um, and uh, but I love this moment because. Um, I'll try to even them out, take a look at the lines, make sure, yeah, it's good, everything's good. Thank you, guys. Um, good, this is great. This is, this is just a way that, that we can show you that God loves you. And you'll hear words through coming through this line Words of encouragement, words that's a tender words from God, words that, that give you purpose and destiny, um, words that you know that you're loved, right? Words, um, words that, that, that speak to your present moment even, that God knows who, what you're going through. He cares about you. It's just a way for God to love you and us to love you as we pray for you. And by the way, his words, I believe the words that you hear will change your life. How does God set us free? One powerful way. The Bible says he sent his word and healed them. He sent his word and freed them. And it was a king that wasn't even following God that gave the word to set Jehoiakim free. <laughs> set him free. How much more does your heavenly Father love you and I and want to set us free? Yes.
0: yes, so as you go through, go through for yourself and declare before God what you're being set free from, but also for somebody else. We knew this morning as we were praying that there are people not here today And maybe they're very far away, but you've been praying for them. There is no time or distance in the spirit. And so when he sends his word, his word is going to go and break chains off of that person you're praying for. I believe for freedom in the very moment that someone is being prayed for, even if they are very far away from here. So go through for yourself, but also for somebody else that you're praying for.
1: Awesome. Let me set this up with a prayer. And you guys, feel free. Just you can uh, probably the best way is to come right through the center and just walk through. And I, like I said, feel free to come through again. Um, get as much prayer over you because God wants to speak tenderly over you. He wants to give you honor, amen. He wants to give you honor. He he wants to let you know that um, that you you have purpose, and he wants to let you know that um, he's going to take care of you all the days of your life. So Lord, I thank you. God, let let your presence be the overwhelming factor today. Your powerful presence, God, as we pray, Lord, for your people. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G E T R E S L I F E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.